0: What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
2: The
1: following podcast is a Dear Media production.
2: Hi, it's Claire. Okay, before we dive into this week's show, we wanted to make sure you're up to speed on our secret menu. If you're listening to this, I'm going to guess you probably already get our free Monday newsletter. And if you don't, go sign up at a thing or two, But in addition to that, we also send out a once weekly members only newsletter, and you have to subscribe to secret menu for four bucks a month to receive it. We share what's in our shopping carts, what links we're slacking back and forth, answer reader questions, and just generally sort of get into the nitty gritty of stuff. Secret Menu boiled down is basically where we put all of our best secrets, from what to buy for new parents for under 50 bucks to things that will make washing the dishes less miserable to how I do my hair. Again, it's 4 bucks a month and you can cancel anytime. Sign up at a thing or two HQ.com to receive it as well as our endless gratitude for supporting what we're doing. If you love this podcast and the Monday newsletter, we think you'll love Secret Menu too and we'd be so grateful to you for showing your support by signing up. All right, that's it. On to the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a
1: deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer, And I'm Erica Cerullo.
0: If you want more of where this came from and want to support us in general, head to athingor2hq.com and sign up for Secret Menu, which will get you weekly access to members-only content. To share
1: your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at athingor 2 HQ. We just got one of my all-time favorite voicemails recently about milk pouches, and I was thrilled about it. Um, I invite more of them. Should we play let's, that at the end of this episode? Please, let's
2: let's do about it. it.
1: The other thing we uh, are doing, we are inviting, is we are offering free ad reads to black-owned businesses. So, if you would like to partake in that, hit us up at podcast at a thing or two HQ Okay, so.
0: We're recording this in advance, Mm -hmm. um, which I think was a good move of us because it's election week and, you know, I, yeah,
1: the brain. We record every episode in advance, but this, (laughs) this week it felt really necessary. But I just mean
0: in terms of our, uh, of where our anxieties are and all of that Yes, yes, right now. um, Yeah. It's not like two days in advance.
1: (laughs) Do you want to know where my anxieties are right now? Huh? I was just watching Serena's Instagram stories. Okay, and she signed Olympia up for tennis lessons, but the woman who's teaching her doesn't know that she's Serena's daughter. And I don't know if she used a pseudonym or what. I'm like, how does she not know? And I'm just, I keep checking to be like, I need you to refresh, this refresh, refresh. I need refresh, to know refresh. what's happening. I'm so nervous for this woman. <laughs> and I'm also desperate to watch it unfold. I so that's mean, where my anxieties are.
0: Well, this is also in- an interesting and good foray into what we're doing today, which is just a distraction grab bag. And we are going to dive into some celebrity gossip. Apparently mm-hmm. some celebrity, not even gossip, just some celebrity truths. <laughs> yes. um, celebrity realities. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. I mean, we've definitely, you know, we've talked about celebrity gossip and our love for it on here before. Whenever we find a new a good new celebrity gossip outlet. We always share it. It just feels like a really important part of getting through life for me. I know that there are problems with it, that the celebrity industrial complex is problematic, that I just watched a video clip of Jennifer Garner talking about the paparazzi hounding her and how it ruins her life. And it made me sad and feel a little guilty for how much I love celebrity gossip. But it's just... I'm also me. very
0: happy for celebrities to be owning the content themselves and to be serving it up. I don't need it to be like shrouded in mystery or like people being captured at the Ivy, really. You know but what I mean?
1: That's the thing. I actually don't care about paparazzi photos. Like no. I don't <laughs> At no, all, no. Um, it's really that's not what's exciting or interesting to me. What's exciting and interesting to me is it's not just like straight up Instagram where I'm like letting other people's lives make me feel like question my own decisions or like I'm wasting time. There's you know, no like,
0: comparing happening. Yeah, here. these exactly. people are just so far out of the realm of real that
1: <laughs> exactly it it doesn't have that same toxic effect that Instagram can have. And it's not politics. It's not world news. It feels crazy to call it this, but it feels kind of pure to me in the way that doing a crossword <laughs> does where I'm just like, I don't Wait, think it is this is doing a crossword me. does. Yeah. Those okay. are basically celebrity gossip and crosswords are the two things where I can drain my brain and not feel like I'm rotting my brain at the same time. No, that's or interesting. having like long-term carcinogenic effects. Like I, I think that... I think it kind of shows where our culture is that following
0: celebrity gossip feels like maybe the health and wellness <laughs> approach.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, but it does. And I also, you know... I have beat this drum before too, but I also think it's like sort of like the great unifier. We used to end all of our team meetings at Avakine by doing celebrity gossip hour, and it felt like this thing that everyone could relate to, that was um, people could get excited about. Yeah. That- would would end every meeting on sort of a high note if people were in a bad mood if it had been a rough meeting we could all just sort of engage in this frivolity that everybody that's low stakes that everybody either knows a little bit something or about
2: or was excited or has enough about. curiosity yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah and
1: like there were just certain characters that
2: like Jennifer, Garner, like Jennifer to, to Garner Jennifer Garner exactly yeah.
1: Jennifer Garner was a big one everybody just decided all right we're all going to sort of care about Jennifer Garner and uh, follow that beat and it was just really nice bonding element for of a kind that required, you know, $0. There was no, <laughs> we didn't have to pay somebody to come to the office educate and like a team building exercise. No, no, yeah, sure, sure not. It, it didn't require, you know, serious investments of time on anybody's part. I just, I loved it. I felt like it was one of the most successful sort of corporate culture <laughs> contributions, <laughs> initiatives. initiatives initiatives that we yeah. did at of a kind and,
0: you know, yeah. I will say I was I. There was a period of time when I was really into celebrity gossip, which was like the Just Jared, Perez Hilton, it like was heyday, height the celebrity. Yeah, gossip. yeah, yeah.
1: And you were working in media at the time too. Yes,
0: and like had reason to follow these things, and had reason to like e- it like try to get coffee with Perez Hilton at co- <laughs> a coffee bean and tea leaf um, I in Hollywood. About that. Obviously, where else would you meet him? But I do feel like. I think the fact that I'm not a consumer of The Bachelor or Real Housewives or, makes the, Royals, a, or the Royals makes a lot of
1: the content just not suited for me, which is a is. problem. I'm really glad you brought this up because I wanted to discuss this. It's really a problem for me as a lover of celebrity gossip. Yeah. I have to wade through so much Kardashians, Royals, and Bachelor that I just do not care about.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I will stomach a little Kardashians
1: and I couldn't I tell you why.
0: I couldn't tell you why. But I will
1: stomach a little bit, but I mean, at least I know who they it. are.
0: Yes. Is what the was thing. the other
1: one you said? You had another one in there.
0: Real Housewives.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I care about Vanderpump, but no, that they don't get covered nearly as much as the Real no. Housewives. But you're right. Real Housewives is another one where, for example, on, you know, one of my main sources of celebrity gossip is, um, E-news on their Instagram. They do a great stories. uh, Tremendous Instagram account. Whoever is running that account, I just, deserves a raise. They do these little reactions. Maybe an Emmy, honestly. Um, No, uh, definitely an Emmy. (laughs) They do these reaction clips after every little piece of news that they share. And they're, you know, usually GIFs from movies or whatever. And the encyclopedic knowledge that this person has of like movie clips is astounding. Astounding. Um, They do such a good job. But yeah, I have to tap, 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 tap through so much Bachelor garbage, so much Real Housewives stuff.
0: Well, and the I thing is, like, know. I know that if I consumed those shows, I would enjoy them. This is of nothing course. against, like, oh, those, not that programming. It, of no, course. just that, like, because I don't and yeah. that and the amount of programming on television that is that, it just means that, like, so much of it just, like, does not apply or make sense to me at all. Like, I yes. don't follow. I can't track
1: the only thing that I don't think I would get invested in, even if I tried, is the Royals. I just don't care, and I don't know why I should. I think it's actually just incredibly boring. Yeah, I agree. There's um, just well, because there's also not enough information, and I don't know what to believe. I just, yeah, I don't
0: know. It's I don't know. yeah, I just think it's so slow moving and boring that honestly, I'm just like, I don't have the patience for. Or or you have to dive into the history and care about
1: all yeah. of that, which I just I don't. Um,
2: I'll make yeah. the exception. Oh, I'll listen
1: to Jam Session talk about it, which oh, is one yes. of our favorite yes. gossip podcasts on the Ringer Network. And it's just the hosts are both really smart. And so I'm interested in their sort of takes on what's happening. I'll and- listen to them talk about anything. Yeah, exactly. um, and
0: if they're giving me seven minutes on the Royals, I I assume that is like as much Royals content as I need. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Hey, guys, it's me, Chriselle Lim, co-founder and CMO of Boomo. As a busy working parent myself, I felt like there was a lack of options for parents and I personally needed more support. So that's what we're doing here on Being Boomo. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. So subscribe now to Being Boomo at applepodcast.com/slash being boomo or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, gotta go. See you guys soon. Can we talk about the story
1: that is has you just head over heels recently? I think about it so much. I love it so much. So there's a rumor that's honestly probably not true, and I don't care, that Harry Styles and Tracee Ellis Ross are secretly dating or sleeping together or who knows what. Um, or holding hands, at least. <laughs> exactly. It delights me endlessly. So this started on Demois, which has emerged as a really important source of celebrity gossip during quarantine. Uh, like, yeah, it, it happened during this
0: period because yeah. t- it existed before this, but it, it really like shot up during exactly. this period, which is exactly. also interesting because like celebrity gossip is sort of hard to come <laughs> by or at least the paparazzi format of it. And I feel like because it's all like some, sub- like uh user, user submitted. submitted you're getting different things of being like, my best friend worked with Jennifer Lawrence once and she was an asshole, which that's not a real, like that's not an actual quote from this. I'm just, you know,
1: yeah. But you're exactly right. Like it became the perfect quarantine source of gossip because it's just a ton of people DMing this account being like, I just spotted this person here without a mask or I worked on this set 12 years ago, whatever it is. And then this person just is screenshotting and posting DMs that, he or she receives. I, I'm pretty sure it's a she. I don't actually know though. I have no yeah. insider intel. <laughs> um, how, so somebody. And the rise feels a little bit
0: almost to me like Diet Prada um, mm, for. Totally. To, or Estee, La- Estee Laundry for yes. uh, fashion and beauty industry yeah. gossip. Like a lot of just like reporting from other people who have vague connections to the space. Some of it feels probably right, a lot of it feels yeah. probably
1: nonsense. That's right. So somebody sent a message to Demois and said, I was having lunch at a restaurant in Laurel Canyon and... Harry Styles and Tracy Ellis Ross were there and the conversation was like not PG rated. And they, one of them like invited the other one to the bathroom basically. And they went off to the bathroom and like something's happening there. And then someone else followed up with a black and white picture of the two of them backstage at one of Harry Styles concerts. I love wow. that it's black and white first it's of all. so good. Just like the, the aesthetic I'm yes. enjoying. Keep going. Yes. And there are a ton of people backstage and they're off in this little one-on-one conversation just truly relishing each other's company and really enjoying themselves. There's a lot of chemistry from this. And then in reaction to this, all of these people surface this clip from this episode of a late night show that's typically hosted by James Corden, but Harry Styles was filling in as the host. And here's where I need to stop and apologize for something shameful I did. I linked to the wrong clip of this in our secret menu episode because there were so many clips from this This particular, this moment. But the, the right clip that really reveals the depth of their chemistry and that really got people excited about this was where Harry asks Tracy to describe how they met. And it's an incredibly flirtatious exchange where they're both like a little bashful and excited and there's clearly a lot of inside jokey energy. And Tracy's like we met in the DMs. And what happens what's revealed is that Harry started following Tracy's Instagram account, started liking a bunch of stuff, maybe commenting, and Tracy DM'd him and was like what's up, who what's your deal? And then was like he invites her to a concert. She's like sure, I'll come. She comes. They clearly have some inside jokes around, you know, the names. Certain songs. Songs that she she gets wrong. She gets the name wrong. All the time. She gets it wrong all the time. All the time. It's just very clear that these two have some sort of relationship and it's delightful. They're in contact for certain. (laughs) They're in contact (laughs) for certain. And I love everything about this. First of all, they're both. So confident, and they're so confident in their sexuality. They both have totally bonkers fashion sense that you imagine that the other one, that there's like a mutual appreciation and admiration for each other's style. I honestly think it
0: goes beyond that. I think that these two could just full on share a wardrobe. Like (laughs) they they absolutely could meld wardrobes and like they both be happier for it. I don't see why not.
1: I think that's absolutely right. I think there's a lot of gender fluidity in the way that both of them dress. They both like crazy clothes they both clearly love clothes and love getting dressed they're both very comfortable in their sexuality and they're just really fun and i just love imagining that and then on top of that this is basically the real life version of the the novel idea the idea of you which needs no introduction needs no explanation We've mentioned I, it once or, <laughs>
2: once or nine times. I will times. briefly
1: say it's basically fanfic about Harry Styles having an affair with an older woman um, who, who may or may not be Tracy Ellis Ross.
0: You can decide when you read it.
1: I <laughs> mean, so for me, this has just been an incredibly rewarding fantasy to indulge in. They have obviously not addressed it because why would they? And that makes sense to me in either scenario, true or not, that they yeah, would not yeah, address yeah, it. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I'm so grateful to them for not addressing it because I'd like for this to just live on in my imagination. I honestly think they know we need it. Like, you That's know, right. there's no
0: reason to shut this down. There's no reason to tell us no. Like we yep. need a maybe right now. That's right. We need a baby. Exactly right. Um, uh, Claire, yeah. the like celebrity, the piece of celebrity content that I'm really interested in is like the op, it's like not fun at all. It's like <laughs> so boring. And yeah. I think that's why it's speaking to me, just the mm-hmm. sheer, like how incredibly boring it is. Yeah. I'm really interested in Justin and Haley Bieber's, like any of their cooking content or their like food consuming content. I mean, their
1: domestic life in general, I think is- That's,
0: yeah. thank you. It, their domestic life in general is yeah. like very, like a lot for me. Well, because um, they're playing house. Yes, like in a Barbie and Ken way, yes. like, like truly a Barbie <laughs> and Ken way. So, Haley posted recently Pizza Night at ours once a month, and there she's showing like making pizzas on and like grilled pizzas in an outdoor kitchen. And then there's a shot in this slideshow of like the pizza being held, and it's being held by an arm that is not wearing the same garments as her or Justin. Um, okay. Who knows, like, what's happening. <laughs> right. okay. um, but, you know, it gives that sense, that possibility there's of, like, there's else someone else involved, involved yeah. here, obviously, yeah. because, the, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> right. I, I'm not These believing. These two need a chaperone. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. It's like a prom date. Like, yes. you know, they can't just be. <laughs> yeah. So they also, they posted something sometime last year, maybe, of a John and Vinny's takeout order. John and Vinny's is a hot, like, a L.A. restaurant group or chain. It was like
1: also just like, it's, it's
2: well, it was de- like
1: pressing exactly because it was nothing- depressing because they just moved into this insane house and there was like absolutely nothing in their kitchen except for this John and Vinny's But But Claire, I don't, it's nice of you
0: to hedge it with they just moved into this house and therefore <laughs> that's how the kitchen still looks. Yes, of course. Like it's just this like, you know, 45 foot long island mm-hmm. and like so much stainless steel and like nothing island. in it, like just <laughs> nothing in it. And then this takeout bag, and like yeah. it, yeah. And it's like, again, it's like not depressing to be around like these people. It's fine, it's mm-hmm. totally fine. Haley yeah. and Justin are okay. Um, <laughs> but it's just like such a weird thing to watch and for them to, and to, for this to be presented as like a cute aspirational date is so intriguing to me. So I was diving into other things related to this. Um, and they have this series for, for Facebook Watch, which I truly only vaguely like that's just Facebook's original content thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's called The Biebers. And there's mm-hmm. an episode of it called Baking with the Biebers.
1: <laughs> they make also these, there's no way she's eating anything. I, like, I don't even believe she's eating gluten free pizza. She's so thin. I mean, okay. So like 18. <laughs> okay. So Justin is
0: actually gluten intolerant. Um, and <laughs> so
1: how are they eating John and Vinny's?
0: I didn't get into it. I okay. didn't, I don't know. You know, I have, I don't have a sense. I I suspect that John and Vinny's has a GF option for Justin.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: would be my take. Wow.
1: Um, I'm so, so into this. I'm so into that you, that you knew. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's
0: addressed in this baking with the Beavers episode okay. Okay. because they make these chocolate chunk, chunk cookies she's trying to be really like, so you do this and you do this. And he's so fucking bored being there. Like, it's just, <laughs> he's like so fucking bored. He's like yeah. playing with some toy on the counter and like okay. all of it. You're just like, oh my God. Like, does he seem stoned? <laughs> he seems a little bit like, I mean, he seems like no someone who's never had to pay attention to anything he hasn't wanted to pay attention to.
1: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It
0: reads... Not unlike a babysitting charge, perhaps <laughs> you know, just where yeah. it's like he can't be engaged at a certain point. Right. He just like wants to like hook up with her, or like whatever. He's like always <laughs> like like basically biting on her ear, and she's trying oh, to God. be like, okay,
1: like we're scooping <laughs> the cookies and we're doing this. Here's one thing I do believe about them. I do believe that they are deeply in love. Yeah, I get it's it's hard
0: to watch them talk to each other. I would say. <laughs> Um I'm not saying it's a healthy relationship. I do believe that they're deeply attracted to each other yeah, yes, yeah, totally. so uh, two things about this baking episode, okay one. She finishes by putting butter on top of the chocolate chip cookies before they go in the oven, which appears to be her personal like thing. And apparently- That's her personal touch. That's her
1: personal touch. That's her small victory. Yeah.
0: And apparently, and like, listen, as a person who has not tried this and has never (laughs) thought (laughs) of trying this- I thought you
1: were going to say she put it on top like at like, you know, the way you put butter on a scone or something before. She no, no, ma'am. Cookie. Like as you, like before
0: she put them in an oven and they each had like a pat of butter on top. Do you think um, that's
1: Levan's secret? That's how they make the inside of their cookies. So,
0: so basically
1: like some people on the internet were like, I tried this
0: and it was really good. Like <laughs> she's kind not wrong.
1: So I've been making my way through a box of Levan cookies, which is like an iconic New York City cookie that somehow, no matter like how old the cookie is, no matter how not fresh it is, they're always like moist and somewhat raw on the inside. Yes. And now I'm wondering if it's because they put a pat of butter on top. I mean, I think those Levan cookies might start frozen.
0: That might be part of what's happening oh, there too. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm, I was also just like, God, how did this Facebook, how much are they getting paid to do this Facebook thing? And like, right. who's watching this? And how and have I
1: not heard of it? Yeah, who's watching it? I, I mean, truly. And I, it's, it's still going that, now?
0: Yeah. I mean, this was during quarantine. Okay. Um, so basically someone definitely pitched it as like, it's like the newlyweds with Nick and Jessica. Like, this right. is going to be amazing. It's going to be a hit. But the problem is that neither of them are Nick Lachey or Jessica Simpson.
1: Right. Well, and also as was revealed in Jessica's memoir, part of the magic of that show was that reality TV hadn't been around long enough for them to have a proper consciousness of what was happening. True, 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 um, true, true. And true, so, true. so that now there's just too much awareness when some, when things like this happen, but I do, but the personalities are neither, just not yes. like,
0: we're not working with the same comedic talent
1: here. There is something I don't follow either of them on Instagram, or if I do, they don't get served to me. But when I have watched the content, it's so boring, I can't look away. Like at some point, they did, they recorded some video call with Kendall Jenner, and all of them were so flat. Yeah. I could not believe it. It was so fascinating to me. And yeah, I can imagine that their show is much the same. I mean,
0: in general, I would recommend consuming their content. Yes, it's like because it's so boring, like because it's like, it's like ASMR. Yes. You that's know? what it is. That's what it is. And I, I recommend it um, for that. Okay. Can we talk about where else this gossip is coming from um, yes. besides E! News, besides Jam Besides Session, de Besides Demois?
1: Yeah. All right. There's a new sub stack that I'm really into called Gossip Time, which is also just a great name that really speaks to me. Um, it's only had a couple of installments, but it's really funny and it's really smart. The Shade Room is like a lot. Um, It's It's a lot. It's an Instagram account. It is like drinking from a fire hose, but it's definitely more focused on like Black celebrities and Black pop culture. And as Who Weekly says, you know, we have to decolonize our our celebrity gossip as well. Um, So I recommend that. And same thing with Bossip, which is, I think, like a slightly more established, reputable site for celebrity gossip and specifically black celebrity gossip.
0: You just discovered something recently that I was very interested in, which is Just Jared Teen or Oh whatever my gosh, Just is. Jared Jr. Just, oh, even <laughs> better. <laughs> just Jared Jr., which like is, you know, I not love being it. ageist in our yeah. gossip consumption. That's right. Yeah.
1: We, it's all focused on teens, which I really love because I don't feel like I know enough about that. It's still, I, and Or even so know good. any of the names of them. No, oh,
0: absolutely. I mean, not. I know Zendaya.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I would say that if you're just wanting to dip a toe in, what mm-hmm. you do is you follow E! News on Instagram and you just make a habit of watching their nightly stories. Whenever Chris <laughs> sees me doing it, he knows, like, don't interrupt, I'm watching my stories. That's, like, my comfort thing. If you want to, like, get deeper and feel like you're ready for some interesting analysis, you start listening to Jam Session yep. podcast. I'd- yep. Same with who we... Um, well actually I'm gonna jump, No, I think you, know, who, you want what? I think two yeah. weeklies later. Who, you're right, you're right, you're absolutely right. If you want to see what it's like to go deeper, that's when you start Demois. But here's the thing about Demois, it's like a very it is also drinking from a fire hose. One thing I really appreciate about the way that it's executed is that the person who runs the account puts the name of the the celebrity that the DM is about at the top of. The screen so you so can that you quickly can get past quickly it if you, don't if you don't care about that person, which is really wonderful. But it's a it's a nice take because, as you said, it's not reporting, it's not paparazzi, it's just people saying, "Here's my experience with this." It's celebrity. just a
0: bunch of unreliable narrators all in a row. It
1: <laughs> that's absolutely right. There's a lot of there's like two things that it's really made me think a lot about. One, how many male celebrities are on Raya. Like I, which I just can't believe that they're all on these dating apps. I don't know what else they're supposed to do, and also just in general, how many of them flirt with people over d m which is just remarkable to me that that happens and then the other thing is that it's just really made me be like that saying <laughs> what's that that like corny saying that's probably on a Pinterest board or a pillow that's like people will never remember what you said to them, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Mm. It is truly personified in demois because everybody's just like. Ashley Simpson got a coffee in front of me one time and she didn't even look me in the eye. And you're like, poor (laughs) Ashley Simpson just wanted her coffee. Did Like truly did (laughs) no wrong. (laughs) And it just really made me be like, I just need to be like so nice to strangers in general because you never know how you're hurting someone's feelings. And because it just really reveals how people interpret how total strangers oh, when they're going about their daily lives. Absolutely. But I also do feel myself like feeling
0: not sympathy, but like at, at least empathy for some of the celebrities here where oh, I'm like, absolutely. this person is like probably having a bad day or you're the ninth person who asked for an autograph or like whatever, like
1: calm down. Oh, I feel nothing but sympathy for these celebrities. I mean, every once in a while, there's something where it is just inexcusable, but then yeah, 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 people yeah, yeah. who are just like, well, this person didn't give me an autograph while they were like changing their kid's <laughs> diaper. i <I'm>, like, <laughs> nope. You know what
0: the other thing is that I'm surprised by how frequently it comes up and is used as a judge of character is like the amount of money a person tipped. Oh, yes. Um, And that I just find to be like such a like, of course, people should tip very generously. Of course, these people should. But you You don't don't actually actually
1: tip 50% every time just because you're a celebrity.
0: No. And you actually don't really know what these people's financial situations are. And to be like, this person was so wonderful. They gave, they gave, they like left $20 on the table. Like that's maybe not the answer to the question.
1: I agree with you completely and I've just found it to be a fascinating deep dive into how people judge other people. Yes. Um, yes. Because I think it goes beyond just celebrity. Like if these people are judging celebrities this way, they're oh, judging yeah, for any sure. old person this way. And it's really made me be like, wow, maybe I do that too. I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, not like anybody's paying attention to me in these situations, but just like, yeah, I just have a lot of sympathy for these people because I'm like, yeah, I would do the same thing. And then, yes, I would say, then you're ready for, who, if all of that interests you, then you're ready for Who Weekly, which is- Then you're ready
0: for the shade room. Then you're ready for gossip. Yes, then exactly. you're ready to like get in there.
1: Yeah. And I think you're ready for gossip time anytime, um, the Substack because it's just funny and delightful. And it's a newsletter. So, you know, you can consume it at, at your own pace. Something else we wanted to talk about on this episode,
0: books that we are reading that provide good distraction, yes. um, which does feel like whew, hard to come by. I was looking at all the books that I've read recently and there were a lot that I enjoyed or got mm-hmm. a lot out of or got like very deep into, but not that many that I'm like, oh, that was like an escape. Right. Maybe the th- answer is that it's really, really hard for me to escape into something purely light right now. Yeah. Um, like I've, I have not watched Emily in Paris. I don't plan on watching yeah. Emily in Paris uh, at any time soon in, in the foreseeable Same. future, let's yeah. say. Because it's just like that doesn't appeal to me, but at least escaping into another world with different problems does.
1: Well, this was actually an interesting conversation we had at dinner the other night, right? Because we were talking about what has, we were with some friends outdoors, um, but we were talking about what what feels escapist for right now. And certain people were like, I can't watch TV and movies about real life before that look like my real life because I just get I'm like, oh my God, you're hugging that person. Oh my God, you're at a concert. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, like yeah, everything yeah, 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 yeah. just feels like a trigger and yeah. a reminder of what life was like before. So, some people just need something so far removed from reality that it's like not even reminding you of what real life could be like or would be like. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's been tricky to figure out what the right thing is for sure. What have you read and enjoyed? I would say the only book other than the idea of you that I got so lost in <laughs> since quarantine started where I was like, oh my God, I can't put this down, was The Death of Vivek Oji by Aquake Imezi, And I started reading it. It starts with the death of a young man and his- That's clearly not brief. a spoiler. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah Clearly, because it's in the title. But I was like, I'm not, I started it and I was like, I'm not going to finish this. I'm not going to read this because I'm on like the only vacation I've taken this year and I, I just need something lighter and then found myself kept returning to it and just got so sucked in. And despite it not being light or, um, or funny or any of the things or romantic, any of the things I was hoping for, it was, it just really sucked me in. It's really good. It takes place in Nigeria. It's about so many things. It's about sexuality and gender identity. It's about being a teenager. It's about being an immigrant and, uh, it's about political uprisings in Nigeria. And the thing it is also about that I wouldn't have said probably two years ago is that it's about parenting. It's interesting now as a parent, I take so many things away from books that involve any parent-child relationship Hmm. that before like just wouldn't have spoken to me at all. But yeah, basically in this book, the main character Vivek Oji um, has like a fluid gender identity and he's gay and he's living in Nigeria in the, I think it's the early 90s. It's there's, it's in the wake of the death of this, of a dictator. So there's a lot of like political unrest and his death is in part related to like him wanting to hide all of this from his parents. And it explores a lot, like how his parents' treatment of him and they loved him very much. And they were like very doting, loving parents might have like inadvertently ultimately led to his death. And I got so much out of it in that sense. I also Mm. thought it was like an incredible incredibly accurate portrayal of being a teenager which I really loved it was it it has a really interesting component that is based on real life and based on the author's experience um, where it describes this group of women called the Niger wives who are women who are not Nigerian who are married to Nigerian men and they create this community basically where they all just help each other and help each other like exist in this foreign country where they are outsiders and their children all become friends and create their own social world. And it's just a really interesting examination of all this. It is so well-written. I had that tension of feeling like I needed to slow down and appreciate the sentences, but also being desperate to turn the page and to keep going and then being like, I don't have time to go back and read how beautiful that sentence was because I got to find out what happens next. Um, but yes, uh, full throated endorsement.
0: I read one of the author's other books, pet, um, mm. which I really loved, and it involved a little bit more like magical
1: realism
0: um, than I think this yes this, this has a little a bit, little of, bit of that flavor, <laughs> like, yeah,
1: not fully, but it hints at it i'm trying to think if there's anything that's fully magical realism there's not but there's some sort of nods toward yeah. it and nods towards the their flavor of spirituality and religion that's interesting the book that I read that
0: is, it's just like truly the book I can't stop thinking about mm-hmm. um, is Leave the World Behind by Rahman Alam. Um, we've had Rahman on the podcast in the past. He wrote the books Rich and Pretty and That Kind of Mother. Um, and because I liked those books so much, And they had certain things in common. They're really they're like they explore female relationships in a a truly like insightful and just well done way. Um, I thought that I sort of knew what I was getting into with this book, and I read it fairly early in quarantine. And I wish I had like chosen my timing differently um, because this book it's anxiety inducing and dark, especially around like those periods of time in the pandemic mm-hmm. where we just like didn't really know what was happening. Yeah. Um, and I think now we have a much different sense of, you know, where we are in things than we did then. But it just, it like, I think reading it in, you know, November 2020, you will like even be able to reflect on your own experience of six months ago or whatever, because it really just speaks to the current moment in very specific ways, even though it was written in a completely different moment. So the premise of the book is that basically this like Park Slope, Brooklyn family, mother, father, and a daughter and a son rent a house in the Hamptons for a week or so, and they get a knock on the door like their second night there, and it is an older black couple who says that they own the house and that they've fled the city in uh, Manhattan because, like, basically, like the ele- there was a blackout, and so they're all trying to figure out what happened um, and trying to get information and. It touches on the, like, the, so the cell phone towers go out, the TV's out, they can't, they have no access to, like, information from the outside world. It speaks to the fact that they are all, like, grown-ass people with no true knowledge or skills mm-hmm. um, in a way mm-hmm. that just, like, without their <laughs> phones, they, like, don't know anything. Yeah. It speaks to that idea of, like, are things just a little bit fucked or are they completely irreparably Or is this the fucked? end of the world? Yes. And it also just speaks to the banality and the boredom of it, um, mm. of being like, oh my God, oh my God, like what's happening, what's happening? And then like getting a push alert about a sale at like, you know, <laughs> the store down the street or whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah, I it's just so good. Um, it is a National Book Award finalist. Um, mm. It is being made into a movie. Like it is just, or a series, it is just so, so good and... I feel like even better about recommending it right now than I would have in May. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. (laughs) So something else that we wanted to get Mm
1: -hmm. into on this episode that feels very seasonably appropriate, sweaters. We've gotten a lot of requests for like who makes good sweaters. And I want to honor those requests because I do feel that a good sweater is... Honestly, one of the only ways to get through the fall and winter months because what are you wearing other than sweaters and jeans? Even when you, we were allowed to leave the house, there is that moment in February where you're like, I've worn nothing but sweaters, jeans, and boots for the last 60 days. Um, and a great sweater is just a true joy, I think.
0: Um, you're wearing a sweater right now. You really yeah. dressed on theme for this episode. I did. Thank you for
1: doing that. I'm wearing a dummy Lee sweater and I just really, really love this brand. I think they do, they do mainly sweaters. They do other yes. stuff, but they're known for But being, they're like really great at knits. Yeah. They're really great at knits. And you know, that feeling of seeing somebody and just being like, wow, that sweater is so nice. Like I want that sweater. I just feel like it's always a Demi Lee sweater. It's always the perfect fit. It's always the perfect length. It's like a beautiful knit. They hold up really well. I have, I've had them for years and years. Great quality. Great. Wonderful. The, the
0: sweater brand that I feel like in my mind is the companion brand to that for me is Jen, is Jenny Kane. Yes, absolutely. They are not like a cheap sweater mm-hmm. by any stretch, um, yeah. but I've, I feel like I've bought one a year for the last few years and mm-hmm. I have not cycled any of them out. They're all yep. still in the mix. Um, they yep. hold up incredibly well. And you know what? Both of these brands also do a really good cotton sweater, which yes. I feel like is harder to come by. You
1: know what? both of them do that I really love is a linen sweater. I oh, I love totally. a linen knit so much for yeah. spring and fall. And I think it's just such a chic thing. And both um, Demi and Jenny Kane have linen sweaters and they do a really nice job. One brand that is, it's not, I'm not going to say it's cheap, but it's not. They're not like $400 sweaters and they do a great job as Alex Mill. Yeah. Um, They do a beautiful job on their knits. And I always get asked about where my sweater is from when I'm wearing an Alex Mill sweater. They've been doing like the seed stitch on some of their sweaters that just is so flattering, holds up really well, and just like looks a little bit different. Um, Would you say
0: that? that acne was like the trendy sweater brand um, or like the fashion sweater brand yeah. and that like Baba is kind of like the new fashion sweater brand. That's
1: really interesting. I never, I started to bristle when yeah, you, when I you started tell. this sentence because I just, I think that acne sweaters, they're incredibly expensive, but they're so good. I, yeah. Oh, have, I'm not saying acne is yeah, going anywhere. No, or I, like, Yeah. yeah.
0: Only that like there are now a bit more establishment and the Baba yes, has come in as like sure. the new sure. like, fashion-y sweater to know. Totally.
1: And it's it's a different... It's, like acne is more fashion-y, like a little bit yeah. more trend forward, but like incredible fit. Incredible. Just always looks cool. And then Baba is so beautiful. It's a Spanish brand, right? It's yeah. Spanish. Yeah. Um, it's all hand-knit. It's a really specific style that feels very right now. And you're right. Like It is definitely the newcomer. It is the go-to for sweaters. You can't talk about sweaters right now without talking about Baba. Um, And they're beautifully made. They're also all mostly one size, I'm pretty sure. So they tend to have a sort of oversized look. I don't own any, but we have friends who swear by them.
0: They all also have a drop shoulder, which is like the sweater look for now. It is not the sweater look for me.
1: Yeah, you do um, have the
0: drop shoulder. It just doesn't look right on me, yeah. um, which is fine. But it does mean that it's like harder for me to find sweaters from certain brands that I'm excited about. I was excited to discover ply knits recently, mm-hmm. which makes more of a fitted sweater, especially like a fitted cardigan and this is from a company that's been in like the Hong Kong clothing business, like a family company for like a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the woman who runs it seems to like really know what she's doing over there.
2: It has really very chic stuff.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: another one that I also have not bought anything from, and it's, it's expensive, uh, but so beautiful is this one called Lorette Lorette that I just stumbled upon. It's, So beautiful colors, like like knit illustrations. Yeah, um, you and I were like museum pieces. They do. You and I were trying to pick a favorite, and it was really hard because they also just are like make a big impact as a collection. Yes, exactly. Like there's a snake on one. There's an abstract print on another, and the the colors are all like pitch perfect and the designs are so beautiful and they just feel like, they feel honestly really gifty because they just are, they're special with a capital S.
0: Yeah. Um, Other sweaters that feel very special. I have one that I got an incredibly good deal on Mm -hmm. um, at, at some sort of like, you know, after holiday sales, Ryan Roche. This line is also just like sweater wizardry, and I have the one I have is like a mock neck cashmere cable knit like cropped situation, mm. and yeah,
1: just yeah, she does so a, good. She does a really beautiful job, and her stuff is is expensive for a reason. It's all like hand dyed with beautiful natural dyes. And she is like a knitting genius. And um, yeah, her stuff's really beautiful. If, If anybody remembers when Stone Fox Bride was like such a big thing and they had those beautiful ombre hand dyed dresses and veils. Those were all done by Ryan Roche. She yes. really does a really nice job with color and dyes. And
0: she does slightly more feminine cuts and, mm-hmm. and detailing. Mm-hmm. Um, and another good go-to for that is Cezanne. So if you're mm-hmm. in like the mood for more of like a Doan, Ula Johnson sort of vibe, mm-hmm. um, Cezanne is hitting that mark really well with their knits right now.
1: And and one more that I do want to include is um, Mijong Park, who we used to sell it of a kind. Yes. They are really decently priced, I think, and really beautiful. And just the kind of sweater that you want to live in all winter because it's super cozy and thick and lovely. Ooh, ooh, okay. One yes, more. tell, me. tell um, me. Atelier Delphine. Yes. Beautiful sweaters. Beautiful. Yes. Um, she does like alpaca sweaters. She has such good style and really knows her way around a cut, but um, highly recommend her pieces too.
0: Um, I've been distracted by this episode in such a lovely way.
1: Me too. Me too. Um,
0: I've appreciated this. So Good. you know. <laughs> <it's
1: that. laughs> um, anything else you want to say? No, you know, I really hope that the selection goes the right way and I hope that we know which way it goes sometime before, you know, like March. Wouldn't that be
0: something? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, everybody get some sleep. Uh, rest up. You'll need it. Okay. We love you. Take care. That's the show.
1: Hey, ladies. This is Leslie from South Carolina. Um, I just had to pause the pod because I'm glad someone else was completely confounded by the milk bags in school. I moved in middle school from Alabama to Indiana, and in Indiana, we had the milk bags, and I'd never seen them before, didn't know how to use them. Fortunately, my school also had a soda fountain where you could get fountain drinks so I pretty much avoided the milk bags and just drank coke like all of my middle school years so yeah that was a weird flashback thanks for bringing that back love everything you guys do thanks so much for what you do have a great
2: day bye
0: This has been a production of Dear Media. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found like Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. If you have ideas for the show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and much more on a thing or two HQ.com.